Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, January 22nd, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. And I'm on my way to a BFA's Natalie Nowak. James, I think we had the jam-packedest episode of This Week on Broadway in the nine-ish year history of Broadway radio. That was quite a feat. There was actually 37 people <laughs> whose voices you heard on the episode. Is that correct? Am I am, am I underselling how many people it was? Uh, we, we tried to get as many people together to prevent uh, Tom Brady's comeback, but we couldn't do it. Oh. Stop. That hurts. Yeah, I know. That, that hurts. Yeah, but there were there were nine people involved <laughs> in that episode. There was you and Michael, um, you know, kind of normal. And then you had Peter was out of town. So you had Jan Simpson and Jenna Tessa Fox. But Peter, I, I helped record Peter's trivia question. Um, so you had did have Peter. Then you had me and Daniela because we interviewed Lena Hall. So it was nine different people bringing you just the biggest conglomeration of theater talk you could possibly find on the podcast airwaves. So that is in your feeds right now. So check that out. Also in your feeds is the new episode of Jan Simpson's Stagecraft, in which she talks with the book writer of SpongeBob SquarePants, Kyle Jarrow. Um, you know, we've talked about the show. I, I continue to marvel at how well respected this show has been from the theater intelligentsia you know i mean maybe not the off-broadway intelligentsia but the people the broadway people like they really really like this show and i i would imagine that a lot of that has to do with the show and the spectacle and all the great music but all of that falls apart when you don't have a great book so um listen to jan talk with kyle about um what it took to put this very very unique show together from a book perspective yeah, and we're just so lucky. I was uh, looking at uh, Jan's uh, show, and that this this is show number twelve, and it just seems like just the other day she said, "Hey, I'd like to do a show," and uh, I'm just I'm I'm overwhelmed every 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 time that Jan brings us another show. How good it is, and I love it. So that's so re- really awesome. Yep. What and else we got? We get- well, before we get into the news, uh, apparently over the weekend, the Kinky Boots celebrated its 2000th show on Broadway. Another thing that doesn't seem like that's possible. Like, it just seems like it just won Best Musical like two months yeah. ago. But no, it has done 2000 shows over at the Al Hirschfeld Theater. It played its first performance on March 3rd of 2013, which means here in about a month and a half, it's going to be celebrating five years on Broadway. And like SpongeBob, I think there were many people that did not see that coming. Now, I don't know that SpongeBob will run for five years, but I think both of these shows, uh, because of a brightness and a light and a joy, um, have kind of defied expectations. There's a great picture of the current stars Jake Shears and Jay Harrison Gee standing on the Hirschfeld stage to a packed house uh, to celebrate the 2000s show. So check that out if you want to see that. And congratulations, everybody who is part of uh, Kinky Boots, who has been a part in the past, and everybody who's helped it along the way because that's uh, quite an accomplishment for any uh, Broadway musical at this point, especially one that kind of breaks some boundaries that haven't been broken uh, uh, in, in a lot of different ways. I'm going to ask you a Today on Broadway uh, trivia question, Matt. Oh, boy. Okay, go ahead. What performer started Kinky Boots with one name and finished Kinky Boots with another name? Well, I, I do know this one. Uh, it is a Selena Carvajal, who originally played uh, Nicola, 
And then by the time she left, she had completely transitioned over full time to her rock star persona name, Lena Hall. That's right. All right. All bringing it back around to our <laughs> epic this week. on Broadway. And one more thing that I want to mention uh, before we get into the news hot and heavy, not that there's a lot of news, but um, we've talked about this last week. And today is the day that Roundabout and the Interval and StubHub um, will be doing their Women in Theater Resetting the Stage uh, panel discussion. As we talked about before, it'll be moderated by one of my favorite people in television history, Amy Sherman Palladino. Uh, and the panelists will include uh, Margot uh, Bordelon, Kathleen Marshall, Lee Silverman, Rebecca Tashman, and Whitney White. Uh, not only will this uh, event take place um, from 5 to 6 p.m., but if you can't be there in person, you can watch on Facebook. They'll be live streaming it. So this should be a, uh, a, a really great event. So if you want to kind of not only learn just about women in theater, but really what I think is the future of theater and trying to get some more gender equity into these things where it's been a, a generations and generations of an old boys club. I, I think that this will be something that you'll learn a lot from. That's uh, going to be 5 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Broadway time. Okay. All right. Let's get on to the news. First up in the news, New York Theater Workshop announces a season's remaining shows. Yes. Uh, the, on Friday, the New York Theater Workshop announced the two shows that would complete their 2017-2018 season. The first will be the, uh, will be Light Shining in Buckinghamshire by one of New York Theater Workshop's favorite playwrights, Carol Churchill. It will be directed by another New York Theater Workshop regular, Tony nominee and three-time Obie winner Rachel Chavkin. The show will begin performances on April 18th and is scheduled to wrap up its run on May 27th. Light Shining in Buckinghamshire is set in 1647 England. Power is shifting, and amid the chaos and confusion, revolutionaries across the country are dreaming of a new future. If you have never seen a Carol Churchill show, talk about defying expectations. I, I don't even know. I don't know much about this show but every i've seen two and they are both mind-bending to say the least so that should be really great over at nytw the final show of their season will be the new york premiere of marcus gardley's the house that will not stand the play will be directed by obi winner liliana blaine cruz who did red speedo amongst other things and is scheduled to run from july 11th through august 12th in the heat of summer in 1813, Louisiana passed from France to the United States. On the eve of the transfer in a house in mourning, freedom hangs in the balance for a steely widow and her three eligible daughters, all free women of color. Gardley's play is inspired by, by Federico Garcia Lorca's The House of Bernarda Alba. The, uh, I always love to look at what comes out of New York Theater Workshop, you know, especially because I don't get to go up there uh, and see a lot of these shows. But so often these are the shows that kind of break boundaries outside of, of New York in the regions that in a year or two, colleges will start doing them, regional theaters will start doing them. And to get an idea as to what we're going to see in the future down here in Orlando and across the country, I always kind of look to see what New York Theater Workshop is doing. Maybe that's the the, the rent head inside of me, um, you know, kind of giving them an extra bit of of, of faith. But uh, these two sound great. And I'm looking forward to hearing how well they do there during the rest of the season. OK, next up in the news, York Theater announces the musicals in Mufti. Hallelujah, baby cast. Yes, this season over at the York Theater Company, their annual musicals and Mufti slate will celebrate the composer Jules Stein. 
The three shows in the season will be Hallelujah Baby, as you mentioned, as well as Bar Mitzvah Boy and Subways Are for Sleeping. And on Friday, they announced the cast for Hallelujah Baby. Leading the company from January 27th through February 4th will be Stephanie Umo, who most recently appeared on Broadway in Junk and two-time Tony nominee Vivian Reed. Hallelujah Baby won the 1968 Tony for Best Musical, and this production will be ha- will be helmed by Gary McIntyre and will also feature the great Jennifer Cody, Tally Sessions, and more. With lyrics by Comden and Green and a book by Stein's Gypsy collaborator Arthur Lawrence, Hallelujah Baby tells of Georgina, an African-American woman, on her journey to financial and social independence during the most tumultuous socio-political times in U.S. history. Now, James, I'm going to cut you a break and assume that you know this answer but if not you'll get a chance to steal but natalie i'm going yes. to test i hope you haven't looked ahead in the script and no, uh, went i have not ibdb good i'm proud of you Thank um you. so i want to test the heart schools oh, musical theater history department i don't know if that thing actually exists or not but i'm going to put you on the spot anyway do mm-hmm. you know which legendary actress won the 1968 best actress in a musical tony for hallelujah baby No, I do not. But it's not the heart school's fault. I just want to go on record because that was 30 years before I was born. So I have no idea. Yes, my mother was eight years old. My mother was (laughs) eight years old at the time. I I understand. (laughs) What if I told you that um, June was busting out all over or June was rusting out over Clover or something? Nothing? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. James? (laughs) James? I'm not sure what that second thing with Leslie Uggams, but I'm not sure what you meant by that. (laughs) You don't. Oh, I made up those that that second line, but you don't know the story of the great Tony winner Leslie Uggams and June is busting out all over. She did this performance on I don't know if it was like Capitol at the Fourth or something. Oh no no no! Yeah, with yes, yes, I know what you're saying. It was raining. She didn't really know the song. It had been raining, and the cue cards for the lyrics got wet, and she (laughs) couldn't read the cue cards. (laughs) So she just was saying, "This is like a legendary TV and film or TV and and Broadway star who's on national television, and she just sings (laughs) the song and makes up some words. It is amazing, and she's embraced it." Every June, she makes a joke about it on Twitter because everybody kind of tags her and things. Um, so if you maybe I'll th- if I can find that video, which I'm, I'm 95 bazillion percent sure I can, I'll throw it in the show notes because Leslie Uggams June is busting out all over is a yeah is, is uh, Natalie really this is what you should be striving mm-hmm. for in your musical theater career to be able to pull off this performance when you don't know a damn word in the entire oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's impressive. But, Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next up, the crusade of Connor Stevens to be adapted for screen. Yeah, last summer over at the Jerry, uh, Jerry Orbach Theater, Dewey Moss's play The Crusade of Connor Stevens played played a pretty good reviews, but even better word of mouth, which allowed it to play from June 17th through September 30th. Now, plans are in the works for the off-Broadway play about a Texas family trying to come to terms with a tragic act of violence has been optioned by Diceman House Cinema, which has also secured distribution for the film. Obviously, a cast and release date will be announced later. Um, I did not see this show, and, and James, I don't believe that you did because um, i think we would have talked about it six months or so ago and i would have remembered that at least but i i think that this makes so much sense i don't understand why independent filmmakers don't do this more often independent film is 
often looking for compelling stories and these really interesting, rich, unique, fully realized characters. And to me, if an independent filmmaker wants to do something and doesn't write the script themselves, looking to off-Broadway theater just makes so much sense uh, when you're looking for compelling film ideas. So um, I, I, you know, I didn't see this one, but I'm looking forward to the film just because anytime you can get something with the DNA of an off-Broadway show on screen, I think that's probably pretty good. I mean, they did it with, um, oh, what was, um, oh, the one, was it a Lucas Hanath play they did about speech and debate. Speech and debate turned out to be a really fun movie. I really liked it. It just makes sense on these kind of things. Yeah, so uh, I, I totally agree with you. When they're looking for great works, the the natural place to be would be uh, off and off off uh, to f- find all these really great uh, uh, writers that are in development. But hopefully, we don't lose them to the left coast. Well, what's nice about the internet is you can write something out there, and then someone in New York can still get it pretty quickly. You know. Maybe. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, the Hamilton mixtape music video of Wrote My Way Out is January's Hamildrop. I think you have to say hashtag Hamildrop, but that's fine. I'll allow it. Pound um, sign Hamildrop. <laughs> pound <laughs> number pound sign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Natalie, do you know what pound is? I do. I actually okay. do. Yes. Okay. Right. I'm proud of you. Um, yeah. So we talked about this when Lynn Manuel Miranda initially uh, announced it, but um, every month they're going to be doing a new Hamill drop, which will either be something related to the Hamilton mixtape or um, maybe a, a song that was cut uh, from the show of Hamilton or just something else. Could be video, could be audio, it could be lyrics. Um, and January's is the Wrote My Way Out music video from the Hamilton mixtape that stars not only Lin Manuel Miranda, but Nas, Dave East, and Aloe Black. I, I've got to tell you, I'm a a white dude from the suburbs in my mid thirties. I am not the target demographic for a lot of, uh, hip hop music. However, I, I find Hamilton very inspiring and moving in a lot of ways, but these Hamilton mixtape songs and especially this video and the one they did about immigrants, we get the job done. Like I find these things so incredibly powerful and moving like beyond what I would have ever imagined. So, um, the lyrics in this is just so great. And again, if you're not familiar with the Hamilton mixtape, a, why are you listening to this show? But what it is, is it's other artists um, from different walks of musical life, whether it's uh, hip hop or pop or rock who are inspired by songs from Hamilton and wrote their own semi version. Sometimes they're, you know, they use the same melody or the same themes. And this one's really great. I, I, I really, really love this one. Um, so check that out in the show notes or you can get it on iTunes or wherever you else you get music. But I don't know about you guys. Uh, you know, it's it just for some reason, these things always make me um, a little misty eyed and, and I just find them incredibly powerful. So misty eyed and incredibly powerful. Uh, all, totally off script here. Have you guys seen uh, uh, BYU has a. Uh, uh, a student acapella singing group that did You Will Be Found? No, I, think I have I, not. I think I heard about that, but I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I, I watched it this morning with my daughter. and Good, huh? Uh, oh, I, my heart, I was like, 
I, I, my heart was in my throat. It was so good. They made a mini a mini film about uh, about it, surrounding the song and um, and the, it's all acapella singing. It's so good. Uh, I mean, I, think, I have to. Yeah, yeah. I think they did one another one a couple years ago that was like one shot through like this huge library or building like they used mm-hmm. drones to film it yeah they used what... they used drones to film this too yeah i don't remember what song that was for but it was something epic as well let me play a few seconds of this for you So, yeah, I definitely will look out for that one. And then something else, again, off script, if you want to be inspired and and misty-eyed here on a Monday, is go over to Kiala Settle's Instagram. She is reposting um, people who have somehow taken This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, um, and she's, you know— re-insta-ing them i don't really know what that is but like uh-huh. whether it's dance troops or people who've done it in um you know some sort of other way there's a lot of dancing going on and i think she is very moved by them and obviously the people who are doing them are very moved by the song and and i've talked about how much i i love greatest showman so those things are always you know they they tug at your heartstrings when you see them because one, they're really good, and two, the, if the song is speaking to them, and then Kiala's reaction to the fact that she's having some sort of impact on those people's lives is is always great. I was just talking to my wife about uh, The Greatest Showman and um, and how Kiala has really been the uh, the rising star out of this and how how much recognition she's getting out of it, and it's awesome. She's She's great. Yeah. Natalie, have you gotten to see it yet? No, I haven't had a chance yet, but I've heard amazing things, and I'm definitely going to see it soon. Uh, maybe they'll make it part of one of your classes, a required <laughs> viewing. <laughs> that would be great. That, so that would be some good homework. <laughs> yeah, that and Hallelujah Baby History. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so, Natalie, what's up in this week's uh, theatrical schedule? Well, first up, Eugenius begins previews today, Monday, in London at the Other Palace. This show is a teenage love story set against a backdrop of comic books and superheroes. This production will officially open on January 31st. Comic books and superheroes, I am in. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. I don't care about anything else. A play about that, I am so well, There you go. Yeah, I'm flying to, to London right now. London. Perfect. Next, Atlantic Theatre Company's The Homecoming Queen opens today. This play is about a best-selling novelist who returns to Nigeria to care for her ailing father, but before she can bury him, she must relearn the traditions she's long forgotten. The Homecoming Queen will run through February 11th. New York City Center's production entitled Party Face also opens today. In this production, careful plans are upended when a young woman's mother wreaks havoc at her daughter's party. Haley Mills stars in this production. Party Face will run through April 8th. And it was just a few. It was just a few weeks ago to remind people that the legendary Haley Mills uh, was on this week on Broadway. So That's if you right. want to hear all about this yes. show, check that out because uh, 
like I said, she is a legend. Um, and so to have had her on the show right before she was getting ready to do her off-Broadway show is uh, is very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, the new group's off-Broadway premiere, Jerry Springer, The Opera, begins previews on Tuesday. This show previously won an Olivier Award for Best New Musical, and it is choreographed by Chris Bailey and directed by John Rando. While the studio audience cheers, a parade of bickering guests fight until violence breaks out and Jerry, portrayed by Terrence Mann, must face his trickiest guest ever, the devil himself, portrayed by Will Swenson. This production will officially open on February 22nd. God, I can't wait. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the National Theatre's production of David Eldridge's Beginning has transferred to London's West End for a limited run, and it opens on Tuesday at the Ambassador's Theatre. Justine Mitchell and Sam Troughton will reprise their performances as Laura and Danny in this tender yet funny story about risking your heart and taking a chance. Beginning will run through March 24th. The Outsider opens at Paper Mill Playhouse on Wednesday. The Outsider is a timely and hilarious take on modern American politics. In the midst of a political scandal, Ned Newley is unexpectedly thrust into the position of governor. He has no political instincts and a huge fear of public speaking. Leading the cast is Lenny Wolpe from the Broadway productions The Sound of Music, The Drowsy Chaperone, and Wicked, to name a few. Also featured in this production is Emmy and Golden Globe nominee Julia Duffy, well known for her role as Stephanie Vanderkellen on the sitcom New Heart, as well as Burke Moses, who you may know from the Broadway productions Guys and Dolls, Beauty and the Beast, and Kiss Me Kate. The Outsider will run through February 18th. The chances that Natalie knows anything about New Heart no, I've actually seen many episodes of New Heart because my dad, shout out, uh, hello dad, he's a, uh, he's a huge fan of the is, show. And so he would, when I was younger, he would um, make me watch it. But so. which New Heart show? Yeah, well, there's like New Heart and then yeah. there's the Bob New Heart show. I don't remember which is which, but is your yeah, dad's name, is your dad's name Daryl by any chance? Daryl. No, his name is Greg. <laughs> is, does he have a brother named Daryl and another brother named Daryl? <laughs> he does not, but I know what no. you're talking about. Okay, good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. You Got Older opens at the Steppenwolf in Chicago on Thursday. In this irreverent and touching play by Claire Barron, May, a woman who is brokenhearted and unemployed, returns home to care for her ailing father and escape the loneliness of a life that just can't seem to get off the ground. You Got Older will run through March 11th. Long Day's Journey Into Night opens in the West End at the Bristol Old Vic on Saturday. Haunted by the past but unable to face the truth of the present, James and Mary Tyrone and their two sons test the bonds of a family caught in a cycle of love and resentment. As day turns to night and each number of the family indulges in their vices, the truth unravels, leaving behind a quartet of ruined lives. The cast features Tony, Golden Globe, Emmy, and Academy Award winner Jeremy Irons and Olivier Award winner Leslie Manville. This production will run through April 7th. Now moving on to the closings, the off-Broadway production at Theater 80 entitled The Mushroom Cure will close on Saturday. Playwrights Horizons Mankind will close on Sunday. BLKS at Steppenwolf in Chicago will close on Sunday. Lastly, Pershing Square Signature Center's 20th Century Blues will close on Sunday. And that's the end of this week's schedule. Hmm. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at BWBMan, and subscribe to something like a pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And I should say, and I don't believe, I can't believe I didn't get this in at the top of the show. I, I thought about it earlier in the day, and I didn't put it in there. But uh, our friend and semi-occasional uh, Broadway radio guest, Laura Benanti's play Meteor Shower, closed yesterday. So congratulations oh, yeah. to her, Amy Schumer, Jeremy Shamos, and Keegan-Michael Key, and 
and uh, Jerry Zachs as well, and Steve Martin and everybody. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but I, I think that seems like a show that did uh, did really well. And James, I know you loved it. I loved it. It was a great show. So, Natalie, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Natalie underscore Noack. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for starting the week off with us. Even though the government shut down, we're still coming to you. Uh, And Matt and I will be back in your ears tomorrow. 